and I have this fire, this fire inside me. And I think the fire just comes from seeing what people look like after I do yoga retreat. Online, I don't get to see it as much, but I get, you know, lovely, beautiful messages. But when I take people away for a week to Greece or Wicklow, they arrive looking like one kind of person and they leave with this glow. Like I can't even, I can't even describe it. It's like they've let all their worries melt out of their body on their mat with me for a weekend or a week. Welcome to episode one of the Mora Rap Podcast. I'm so excited. Yay, let's do this. So the first episode, I said, you know what, I'm going to just do solo. I'm going to give you a little introduction to myself, who I am, and just share a little bit of how this podcast is going to go. So I was trying to think, where do I start? Well, do you know what? I've prepared some really good questions for my guests that are going to be coming on. So I was like, why not test the questions? on myself that I'm going to ask and then see how we go. So I'm Maura Rat. <laughs> I'm from Wexford in Ireland. I come from a really big family. I have five brothers. I have a mom and dad. I come from a household that is just a bit mad. We all work hard. We all love each other. We all kill each other. I have a husband as well. I have a beautiful dog and I have my own business. I have Yoga with Moria Limited. Um, I have two businesses actually. I have Hearts of Courage Limited, which is a yoga teacher training school. So I'm going to sponsor this podcast. Am I allowed to do that? I think I am. So this podcast is going to be sponsored by Yoga with Mora, my online studio. So I have 20% off for your first month online with me if you want to join the live yoga studio or else 20% off one of my once-off on-demand courses. I have a 20-minute series, I have a beginner's course, and so much more there. The code is PODCAST. <laughs> really simple, PODCAST. Okay, yogis, before we start to chat, we're going to just do a little stretch, okay? Let's take a little clasp in our hands together, interlace the fingers wherever you are, even if you're walking, and then on your inhale, as you inhale, reach the two hands right up to the sky, big stretch up, and maybe you can gaze up at the hands, really stretch out of the ribs, and then on your exhale, let your hands lean to one side, maybe it's the left first, push out of the ribs, have a little exhale. Inhale all the way back to center, get a little taller, look up again. And then exhale, a little stretch over to the other side. Feel into the ribs, maybe you're on the right side this time. Back to center, look up and then release your two hands down, roll the shoulders back. Maybe have a little shake <laughs> and let's talk. Let's get into the questions that I'm going to be asking my guests. So the first one is a little intro into what I do, what I do every day. You know, uh, I love what I do. I love making people feel good in their body. And I feel like I bring that in my yoga classes. They're all about real bodies feeling really good. <laughs> and I have never planned on creating a business. I wanted to just do what I loved every single day. So when I decided to become a yoga teacher, I didn't think anything about business. I just thought, you know what, you teach a couple of classes for a couple of studios and then fast forward about six years and I run my own online studio. I run my own retreats. I do everything myself. I have this other partnership. I do sunrise community events and so much more. There has been a lot of evolving, a lot of learning and definitely a lot of failing, which I will share um, about that. So another little question I'm asking my guests is how would 
your friends or your family introduce you. Now, my family would probably introduce me one way and my friends would probably introduce me the other way. I'd say my family would probably think I'm a bit mad, a bit loud, <laughs> but caring, lovable, and always there for my brothers. I'm sure they'd say that. My uh, best friends, my chosen sisters, I have no sisters, uh, blood sisters, but I have amazing chosen sisters. I would say they would say that I'm funny. I'm always up for the crack, love to dance and love to help my friends feel good too. I'm just going to move on to the next question, okay, which is, let me take you back to the year before I really started my business, okay. In 2011, I moved out of Ireland to New Zealand, spent six plus years there, had the best time, worked a corporate job. And then in 2017, the year before my business kicked off, I had met a New Zealand man and we were going to go on a big travel trip around the world. And then afterwards, we were going to settle in Ireland. That was the plan. But first of all, when we left New Zealand, we said we'd do a little summer in Ireland just so he could just see that he liked it at all. Um, and during that summer, I had made a commitment to my brother. I promised my brother I would help look after his business while he was away. So it was a bit of a mad summer. We had a great time living at home with my parents. It was a really sunny summer, that 2017. And then in September hit, we went on our travels. We went to India, which was the first stop where I happened to do my yoga teacher training. So I went to a little village called Aganda in Goa, India. It is so beautiful there, really, really special. I wanted to do a training there that was recommended to me for a good many years. So did my training was like, yeah, my 200 hours, which is the first training you do to become a yoga teacher. And I was like, I want to do this. You know, I'm going to do this on the side of my job. I'm going to do this, you know, teach a little class here and there. It's going to fill my cup. Then I stayed and did my 300 hours. So after about 10 weeks in India, 500 hours of yoga, I decided... I ain't going back to the office. I am going to make a career out of teaching yoga. I thought I would make a career and be able to teach yoga, but I didn't really think of creating a business. It was honestly never on my mind to do that. I actually had these ideas before I went traveling that maybe I would open a little coffee shop in Dublin. I don't even drink coffee, but I wanted to do something myself, maybe, but never when I got into the yoga. The yoga was something that helped me find joy in my body, helped me have confidence in my body, and... I never really thought that I could make it a successful business that it is today. So after a big year of travel, teaching yoga here and there on my travels, moved back to Ireland just before the summer of 2018, things got real. And I started to, you know, I became a sole trader, started to work for a lot of different studios. And it was a real year of transition. There was a lot of pressure you know, bringing a guy back to Ireland that's not from Ireland. You know, I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to mind him? I'm a social butterfly. Am I going to have to bring him out? And he has no friends. Um, but you know what? I really do believe in the universe and I believe in every path. And I knew it would be okay. I had a bit of fear, but I pushed past that fear and I believed it would be okay. And then it really kicked off in 2018 when I became a sole trader and there was a lot of ups and downs. So so what challenges did I face? So there was a lot of challenges. That first few years, there really was. There's even challenges today. I don't know what good business runs without challenges. And I do feel like that every challenge that I had, um, I've learned from, I've grown from. And I suppose the biggest one, to be completely honest, was to make money. Like, how am I going to 
make money and live. And to be honest, when I was traveling around the world and when I left India, I, ha- I, I had detached from the money and I'm not a money person. I was like, I just want to be happy. I just want to focus on being happy. But sadly, the reality of living in Ireland and wanting to live and rent in Dublin, you need to have money to be able to be happy, to feed yourself, to pay rent. And I, I'm not someone that likes even talking about money, but like that's the reality. You know, if I want to be able to catch up with friends and go for a drink or go and do a yoga class, what I love, or, you know, whatever I want to do to feed myself, you're going to need to have money. And those first early months, I really did struggle. You know, luckily I had a little bit of savings left from New Zealand. I think I had about, well, no, I had a good little bit, maybe like seven, eight thousand euro in my account. So I was using that bit by bit, as little as I could, just to help the business get going. Some weeks I was making as little as 200 euro. Other weeks I was making nothing. People weren't coming to my classes. But you know what I had? I had the belief and I knew, I knew that it would happen. I suppose that the most difficult time was um, the early days when I rented the studio and I had this big plan that I was going to have all these classes in Wexford and I put it out there and I started to grow my social media. Loads of people were like, yeah, yeah, we'll come, we'll come. And I think one person showed up the first day two people the next day. This went on for months. The rent of the room, I think, was like 15 euro an hour. I was making sometimes 15 euro an hour (laughs) or 10 or an hour. I think I was charging in for my yoga classes. I definitely wasn't paying the rent. Whatever my rent was that week, I wasn't paying it. So it was just eating into all my savings. It was dwindling it away. You know, I was like, oh my God, I love Wexford and I love home, but I don't think this little town has enough people yet that are interested in yoga. How am I going to get my name out there? How am I going to really grow had all these kind of things. So we said, you know what, let's move to Dublin. We had loads of friends up in Dublin. We just wanted to have our own space as a couple. So when we moved up to Dublin, really began to hustle. I went into every yoga studio that I liked, would practice there, would buy passes there that I couldn't even afford. And then at the end of the class, I'd be like, hey, if you're looking for a cover teacher, I would love to teach here. And I would be emailing, sending a little yoga CV and just waiting to get any opportunity. And then the little opportunity started to come. Often a yoga studio will call you when they're stuck, when someone is sick or they need a cover. And I just said yes to everything. I said yes to free work. I said yes to anything at all that I could do. I was like, yep, I'll, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. Because I just knew and I had this belief that if I can build this experience, if I can become this incredible yoga teacher, like those yoga teachers that inspired me in New Zealand to do what I do now, I'm going to be able to be successful. And then there was one studio in Dublin that I really, really wanted to get into. And for years, two years, I tried to get into it. And no, I never, never got asked to teach a class there. But anyway, that didn't stop me. The next question I want to ask is what motivates me and what inspires me every day? I worked a corporate job for years, was never happy in my body, never felt good in my body. I didn't feel bad in my body, but I didn't know what it felt like to feel good in my body. The people who do my yoga do all the work themselves, but being able to guide people, that is what inspires me and that's what's going to keep pushing me. And that's why I want to teach yoga until I'm at least 100 and keep going. Like another little challenge with this whole world is when I've started, my business has started to grow and evolve. It takes a lot of time away off the mat. Okay, so the fun part is me teaching yoga, creating the yoga class, putting that out there. That is the fun. That is my joy. That's my passion. But to be able to run the machine, the business behind it and get it out there, be successful, all those hours of administration and planning, marketing, social media, everything. 
that's a little bit of a drainer in my business. But you know what? I'm always learning. I'm always failing. And I have to just keep doing it. And I have this fire, this fire inside me. And I think the fire just comes from seeing what people look like after I do a yoga retreat. Online, I don't get to see it as much, but I get, you know, lovely, beautiful messages. But when I take people away for a week to Greece or Wicklow, they arrive looking like one kind of person and they leave with this glow. Like I can't even, I can't even describe it. It's like they've let all their worries melt out of their body on their mat with me for a weekend or a week. And it's just so rewarding. And that is my fire. Okay. As you can see, I'm passionate. <laughs> so this is a question that I'm going to ask my guests. Do you believe that everyone can be an entrepreneur? And my honest answer is no, no, I definitely don't. I don't think everyone can run a business. I do feel at the moment on TikTok and social media, there's a lot of this like, oh my God, work for yourself, da 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 da, da. And I think that it's kind of like glamorized that, oh, you know what, I'll work two or three hours a day. That's what I thought it was going to be. Work two, three hours a day and it's so easy and, you know, you can make as much money as you want when you want it's not like that at all. You know, you're working by yourself. It's quite lonely. You're trying to motivate yourself. Being able to get yourself up every day and work is difficult. Um, but also to have balance. So the only balance I have is when I'm on my yoga mat. But that being said, I could be teaching two classes. I'm up at five in, in the morning teaching then two classes from six to about eight, get home, have my breakfast. Then I could be on answering, I don't know how many emails for like two hours. Then I'm back making a marketing plan. Then I'm back coordinating a corporate client that I have. Then all of a sudden it's 4 p.m. and I haven't had lunch. Then I have to take the dog out for a run. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm on the couch in the evening with my husband and I'm creating an Instagram post and it's 10 o'clock and I'm going to bed. That is not balance at all. But that is the reality when you are a solo business person. And I think one of my biggest flaws, maybe weaknesses, is that since my business has grown, I need to get help. I need to get help with my business. And I sometimes get a little virtual assistant here and there or someone to help me with different little projects. But I hold on to so much of it myself. And that's what I'm working on because it's not sustainable to be able to work <laughs> from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Nine to five is supposed to be long. No, I'm doing, you know, ridiculous hours. But I love it. So I suppose really answering that is the entrepreneur lifestyle for everyone. It's definitely not. And I think you have to have a certain type of personality. You have to have a certain type of fire. I don't think you have to have um, an absolute passion for your business, but you have to know how it works. You have to understand it and you have to have a go to get up. Like my husband is such a good worker. He is a design engineer. He's so good at his job. He's got incredible attention to detail, but his worst nightmare would be to run a business or a company. When he sees what I do, he was like, I hate that I love that I can just go to work, switch off and come home. Okay, I suppose the next question is, what am I most proud of in my business? There's a few things that I'm really proud of. There's been some really epic moments on yoga retreats and I was teaching this Van Gogh series in the RDS. But the main thing I suppose was back when there was a lockdown in 2020, I remember this day so vividly. I was teaching a yoga class for a group of girls in a school in Dublin. And one of the teachers said to me, we're going to be closing down today. And I was like, what? Closing down? This is when we thought it was going to be two weeks, <laughs> but it wasn't. 
So that night I got home to my Instagram and I kind of had a little panic because that weekend I had to cancel like two or three yoga classes. My business that I just started to really get going, my in-person little studio I had in Black Rock, Dublin, just started to get going. And now I had to cancel everything. For two weeks, I wasn't going to get paid. What am I going to do? So what did I do? That day I just got onto my mat, flowed my mat, and then I felt myself again. The only time I really feel myself is after I do my yoga class. I felt calm. I felt focused. I felt clear. I was like, grand. And then I said to myself, all of this mad COVID talk is going on, Corona, we didn't know what was going on, this is the end of the world, you know, we're all running to get toilet paper out of the supermarket. And I just did my yoga practice and now I feel amazing. Now I feel calm and now I feel relaxed and now I feel I can tackle it. So I was like, got onto my Instagram story. And I said, uh, hey guys, I had about 3,000 followers at the stage. I was like, hey guys, just letting you know, I'm going to put on some yoga classes on Monday morning. I think this app was Thursday. And I'm just going to do free yoga every day, twice a day for the two weeks of this lockdown. I just felt really stressed there, you know, feeling like my business is gone. And I did my yoga and I feel so much better. And I just want to give that to you all. And that is really what I wanted to do. So that weekend, everyone started to share. I put up a few posts and loads of people started to share. I think a few influencers seen it and I'm grateful for them. They shared it with all their followers. And all of a sudden, over the weekend, I think I got like an extra 5,000 followers and loads of people kept messaging me. What time is the yoga? What time is the yoga? I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. So Monday morning distracted me from the whole world. We were in lockdown. Open my little Instagram live I started to teach yoga and I think there was like four or five hundred people came live at me and I did that every day for about 13 weeks I think it was all the way to the end of May and it was just incredible for the first six weeks it was twice a day originally it was supposed to be two weeks then I just couldn't stop um I felt like I had to give something to people every day the stories I were getting for people there was families coming together they were rolling out their mat people that had never done yoga before I was reaching all around Ireland and Irish people that were in Australia in New Zealand in the UK so I even had some people in France and Germany and it was just so exciting the Irish. We love to tell everyone what we're doing. So it was just amazing. And then obviously I was doing it all for free and I wasn't making any money. But in the first few weeks, a few companies approached me for corporate yoga. And I said, would you do online corporate yoga? So I was able to fund, you know, pay my rent, everything, because I had a few paid corporate online gigs that was able to help me keep doing it free for everyone. Then it was like June. It was like the last week of May. And I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, I can't obviously keep doing this. Everything's opening back up again. And I said, you know what? I'm going to build an online yoga studio. Okay. And I did. I built an online yoga studio, had this little platform that I created, a really little simple platform. And so it was a real gift that I was able to build a company. And since that day, you know, there's been so much learning. I'm, I'm so proud of that. I just took the initiative and I, you know, I had so much fear asking people, will anybody come on my Instagram live to do free yoga with me? I did feel like it took me a while. I remember about 10, 15 minutes. Will I post that? Will I do it? And the minute I did it, I had the perfect time. And I feel like I was one of the first people in Ireland that did it. After that, loads of people started popping up at Instagram lives. I was feeling like so happy, so inspired. And it was just incredible. Uh, but I have to say something that I did really struggle with was a handful of Irish teachers, um, I think it was two, sent me messages and said, you are undervaluing our yoga practice by offering this for free. And 
I honestly was so upset by them. I was like, I just want to do something good. I am not undervaluing yoga. I know how valuable yoga is. This is why I'm giving it to people so they can feel good. And it's so funny that you could have like hundreds and thousands of people saying that they're loving your classes and then two or three yoga teachers in my industry that know where yoga comes from and how it's about union and coming together. And it's not about financials at all have come to me and said that and those little comments did knock me so I've really worked on that I built um resilience of that and that being said I know a few months later those same kind of those same yogis started offering free stuff online so (laughs) it's so funny I always find it funny that someone can actually you know if I see someone comment something negative it's mad but it's obviously something that's going on in their life so I sent them love sent them light and yeah. <laughs> so that was something I definitely did struggle with that time. Um, so, okay. So a question I am going to ask everyone, is there anything that you really feel at the moment that I'm lacking in life? And at the start of this year, I really felt like I wasn't seeing my family and my mom and dad enough. So I've really made it my business to see them a lot. I feel so blessed to have my mom and dad here with me. And I just try at least once a week to go down and see them. So if you don't live near your mom and dad, I think it's good to just phone them, give them a ring and just keep that connection up. It's just so important, you know, stay close to your mom and dad is, is really precious. So that's what I wanted to share. But I was lacking that. But what I am lacking now, I would say is boundaries. <laughs> As in, someone will message me about a yoga retreat at like 11pm at night. I'll be watching a nice little movie on a Saturday night with my husband or I'll be somewhere and I'll look at the message and I'll reply. Like, what? What kind of boundaries is that? I'll be up, you know, I I just feel like it's very hard when your phone is your work and then someone messages on Instagram and they're asking you something, even though, you know, you've worked ridiculous amount of hours that week, you know, you've worked 80 hours and then they're asking you on a Sunday that you've taken fully off about something and I get excited. They're asking me about a yoga retreat or something is not working for them right and they can't figure out where the meditations are or something. I just want to help them and tell them right away. And I suppose that's something that I need to work on because my husband is like more like that's not fair we're here having a little date time and you're on your phone so that is something to work on I'm working with that relationship my phone I took a little bit of time away from my phone this year as well for a couple of weeks and then it was back again like I'd never been away from it and people can send a message at 2 a.m 5 p.m it's not your fault you don't know what what my schedule is like send the message contact me and I'll just get back to you in my working hours. So if you have sent a funny message when you're listening to this and you're like, she hasn't replied to me, maybe I've grown by the time you've listened to this with my boundaries. (laughs) Doubt it, doubt it. (laughs) I just get excited if I'm like, another person book on a retreat. I'm like, yes, they're in for such a treat week. (laughs) So what do I do to recharge myself like I think that's an obvious one like my yoga mat is definitely something that I really need and I really do love a bit of yin to charge myself I love doing one of the girls that are on the yoga studios yin I love going to a class I love booking myself on a yoga retreat um, but on my downtime I suppose one of the biggest ways I charge and I kind of release and reset is playing with my dog like we don't play enough anymore and we're all just you know quite serious and I just think punta my little my little baby girl (laughs) she brings me so much light so much joy and we play together we roll around I wrestle with her I bring her for runs plays to the parks and to the sea and she is definitely someone that really helps me switch off so I give her all of that credit for that 
So looking back at the start of my business journey, if there's any advice I could give anyone, you know your business more than anyone else. And I have had different times in this business where I have got, you know, different platforms built and different people come in and give me advice. But advice is incredible. And I always think it's good to get expert help. But listen to your gut. If something is telling you that you know this is what works for my business and I know what works, then stick with that, okay? Sometimes, you know, some some coach or someone comes in and says, you need to do X, Y, Z. And in your head, you're like, no, no, that doesn't work. Just listen, okay? So I suppose a lesson with that for anyone, listen to your gut. I talk about this a lot in my yoga classes. You know, we have our chakras or these little energy discs of the body from our crown all the way down to our root. And the solar plexus is, is our core, is our gut. And it's where we get our fire to go. And I feel like my one is quite active. It helps me go and get things done. But it's also where we get um, that feeling when something's not right in our body. And we need to listen to that. But also often people, when something is right, we don't believe it because we're not used to. So our gut tells you, you know, you get that feeling and you're like, yeah, that's good. But then you're like, that's too good to be true. There's no such thing as too good to be true. You deserve it. So listen to your body, listen to your gut, listen. Right, I don't want to go too long on the first episode. I just want to give you a little snippet of what it's going to be like. It's going to be so different than this. This is just a rookie. This is just a very raw episode. I just want to put it out there and get the ball rolling for every Monday. So remember, 20% off the Morris Studio with the word podcast. Okay, so I'm going to share a little story time. There's going to be a little story segment to this podcast. Let me share with you. So first I want to share, there's a book called Breath by James Nestor. It's the new science of a lost art an incredible life-changing book. I'm not going to go through the whole book now or anything, but the main thing he recommends is that we shouldn't be mouth breathing, we should be nose breathing for various reasons for our health. Our nose works as a filter for our body, okay? So why suggest for anyone that mouth breathes at night to tape their mouth up, okay? So you might have seen this here. I think it was in um, the tennis, a few people were even taping up their mouth for the, for Wimbledon. But Anyway, so basically, about six weeks ago, I started to tape up my mouth. I read this book a year and a half ago and only just built the courage about six weeks ago, taping up my mouth to see, could I help myself? Because I found myself waking up absolutely parched, thirsty in the morning with quite a dry mouth, mouth sometimes a little bit pasty. I don't snore, but also if you're someone that snores, you definitely probably are mouth breathing. And the first week was an absolute struggle. So in the middle of the night, I was finding myself waking up and pulling it off. So it felt a little bit uncomfortable. So it takes a bit of practice. Only do it if you mouth breed. <laughs> and after probably like day 10, I started to feel a bit better. So I actually have found myself not waking up in the middle of the night. I'm a very good sleeper, but sometimes I would kind of just wake up and toss and turn in the morning, maybe at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and then I'd be thirsty. And now I am just sleeping solid. I'm waking up feeling more energized, a little clearer. The odd time, because I do get quite bad allergies, <laughs> sharing a lot here. The odd time I do wake up a bit too stuffed. Don't do it if you have cold, basically. But guys, six weeks in and I'm still going with it. So I'm keeping a little record. Wanted to share that with you. Another little just mini story time. I went for dinner with my two brothers there a few weeks ago. And my, one of my brothers said to me, Maura, take us through a day with yoga with Maura. And I was like, ah, you know, I get up. I teach a little yoga class and then I walk my dog and that's it. And I just made a little joke about it. And I don't know why I have been playing down my job. 
<laughs> playing it down. And I feel even now coming on here and saying that I'm a businesswoman, I'm an entrepreneur and actually sharing what I do. I feel empowered. I said that to my brother Grode. I, I played it down and I got home that night. I was like, why? Why? I work so hard. Is that like an Irish thing where you're like, ah, not much at all when you're actually killing yourself at work? No, I'm not killing myself. But you know what I'm saying? So just wanted to share that. You know what? Don't feel guilty about you know, or hiding what you do. And like, I'm just feeling like this episode, I feel a bit empowered. I feel strong. And I feel finally I've had the courage to share this with you all. So enough is enough of this chitter chatter. Okay. (laughs) It's time. Okay. You're going to see, I want you to close your eyes. So if you're walking, maybe just pause, find a seat. If you're at home, have a little moment to stand on your couch or the floor. If you're driving, don't do this, pause and come back. But this is a little meditation segment of the episode. So take a moment to settle down. Eyes closed. Let's take a long, big breath in through our nose. And a long, big breath out through our mouth. Breathing in through the nose out through the mouth, allowing your spine to become really tall, allowing the shoulders to soften down, the palms to face up, and let's go through a little body scan, relaxing each body part, becoming more relaxed, calm. Take another deeper breath in through the nostrils, down to the lungs, all the way down to the tail, filling up. And then a big, slow exhale out the nose. Continue with the breath at your own pace. And then focusing on the crown of the head, the forehead relaxed the eyebrows, the eyelids, the nose, the nostrils, the cheeks, the jaw, your lips gently parted, then softly together, breathing in to that relaxed face, breathing out, gentle swallow with your throat, then past your collarbones, take a moment to listen if you can to your heartbeat, moving down past your belly, your hips, your sit bones relaxed, your elbows, your ankles, your toes, your body is relaxed, breathing in calm energy. Breathing in 
I'm breathing out. Breathing in. I'm breathing out. The whole body is calm. You are right where you're meant to be. Today we feel calm. Breathe in and breathe out. Take your two hands together. Start to rub the hands together. Feel a little warmth, a little energy. Maybe have a little shake of your body. And then place those two hands over the face. Breathe in that new energy, that new light. Namaste, yogis. Namaste to you all. Love and light. Thank you for being here. I will see you. I will be in your ears again next Monday. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening to this. Spotify, Apple. That is going to help this podcast grow. I am so excited. Love and light, Maura. Namaste. Bye.